Street Fight listeners, guys, gals, non-binary pals. It's that time of the week. It's Sunday night. Time for a call-in street fight. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. You can let us us know what's going on in your world. Uh, Tell us about job situations, COVID situations, military recruiters, drug officers, anything that's happened. We want to hear from you what's going on in the world. Um, today we do have a guest host. Uh, Brian is watching the Super Bowl because he did like the Bengals for a few years, so now he gets to claim this victory. Uh, and today I have uh, Kasai Richardson, Thick Puppy. You know him on uh, Twitter and Instagram. If you follow him, he uh, delivers excellent content every single day. And uh, it's been on the show before. We'll get into some stuff. Um, if you're watching the feed right now, my daughter is playing Don't Let the Balloon Touch the Ground in the background. Uh, might knock over my microphone. We'll see. Don't get bold. Um, if you want to get more of what we do, head to patreon.com slash radio. Brian's running a special called I'm Sorry Right Now, discussing some of the most famous apologies here in uh, media history. So check those out. And uh, I'm still working on a uh, Edo Brett. Edo Brett is coming together. I think I have a co-host and I just need to get, get my guests. But we're on the way to to Hito Brett. Um, Kasai, how's it going? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's up, Street Fight? Um, I'm good. I mean, as good as somebody can be up until I'm not, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. That's usually how it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just pointed out to Brett uh, that Valtteri Botas, former Mercedes driver, has taken up curling, uh, growing out his hair, growing out his staff. Yeah. Um, moved uh, somewhere in the mountains, somewhere in the holler, maybe. Switch up. <laughs> yeah, is, is curling for rednecks? Is that for Canadian rednecks? That guy looks like a, like he should be saying it's Miller time and shotgunning a beer I think before he is, does yeah. it. Because it's like I don't have to put a lot of effort in. I don't have to train for this like too hard. You're right. Yeah, I can drink beers. You're right. I can, I can hang out and smoke, you know. <laughs> it's bowling. You're right. It's yeah. cold bowling. Yeah, it's cold bowling. You're right. <laughs> uh, well, since, uh, you know, we were going we to do a show uh, and then that fell through just mm-hmm. due to uh, my unwillingness to want to wanna do anything at all. Oh, true, um, true. But let's catch up off the start, you know, uh, with some F1 coverage, uh, Speed Freaks wrap up. Sure. Uh, so... Even if you don't like Formula One, um, I still think you should ask someone you know that does to explain this to you or go check it out. Uh, but the end of the season was uh, one of the wildest things I've ever seen in sports. Um, they changed the rules at the very end to create a, a, a race. So the last five laps of the race, I guess, would be more competitive and uh, basically handed a win over to uh, Max Verstappen that solidly belong to lewis i think yeah i mean lewis dominated uh most of the race they pulled away like i think he had 17 seconds on him yeah at one point um stayed on you're not too familiar with f1 they have like different tire choices soft mediums and hearts softs don't last as long but a grippier hearts don't grip as well but they last longer and lewis is like a wizard at managing the tires to keep them fresh excuse me and um yeah i'm like sitting there you know, these races are usually like early, early in the morning because they're overseas. And uh, this one was in Abu Dhabi. And I'm up early, like screaming at my computer, uh, just like 
sure he's gonna win. <laughs> just like so, it was locked in. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I think I think my reaction was it, it was uh, oh Lewis did it, he did it, yeah. he did it, and then five yeah. five laps to go, there's a crash, and I'm like, oh shit, this could yeah. switch things up. Cause this is going to push the pack together. Mm -hmm. But then there was that requirement that all the, the cars stay in the same position. So there was like going to be four cars between them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Lewis, that yeah, he has this, there's no way Max mm -hmm. is going to beat four other formula dri one drivers to, to mm -hmm. make it within like two laps. Impossible. Then at the last moment, Michael Masti makes the decision to get rid to square everybody up and get rid of these four cars in between so that the first and second uh, are starting next to each other basically reset like the entire entire gain that lewis had been making the whole race yeah it would be like if tonight cincinnati like scored a game winning touchdown and then like by the most blatant flagrant bullshit possible they were just like oh that wasn't a touchdown and then they hand the win to the rams um well f1 has like tons of rules uh, I'm I, as a fan, a longtime fan. I'm not gonna pretend I understand all of them or know all of them. Um, sometimes the teams seem to be kind of flipped upside down by um, some of these rules, especially when they change so much. But uh, yeah, I, I've never seen anything like that, and it was really like sound Brett before we started. Like, oh shit, this is why I don't watch sports anymore. Cause I had like a pit in my stomach. I was like angry. My mom is like following F1 only because she wants to see Lewis Hamilton beat all the white drivers. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to call her, and I called her the next day. I had to cool off, and I was like, damn, this is like... I stopped watching football for this reason, because I was, like, screaming at my TV one afternoon by myself, like, miserable, because my team that's won the Super Bowl twice was <laughs> losing in, like, an October game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it would be like um, if, if it was, you know, 7 to 14, mm -hmm. and... The other team scores a six, and then they go to score. They go to do a conversion. They don't make it, but they want it to be competitive, so they let them do it over again, and they do a two-point con conversion. It, yeah. Is essentially the situation. It was like a redo, like a mulligan, I, and you know, uh, and every everybody was surprised. Um, and I, I also stopped doing sports because. I live in uh, Columbus, Ohio, where the, the Ohio State Buckeyes are from. And it turned me off from football <laughs> from a very early age to see people like throwing shit against a wall, mm -hmm. to see people saying, oh, God damn it. You know, like you would go to a party and then it would look like the Buckeyes were losing. And then everybody's just like moping and mad and no, and no one can get out <laughs> of it. And I, so my reaction was like, that was robbery. That was the biggest bullshit thing in the world. But then I was like, you know what? It's, it's sports. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Like I tried to put on a smiley face, but I was just like, kept looking over and over again. Like how, and why did they do that? I mean, cool. it just makes your, it just makes it the credibility. I feel like goes way down when you're changing the rules to get good results. I mean, it had already been such an exciting season, cool. you know, and uh, Lewis Hamilton sailing into that record setting win, you know, with the beating the Schumacher record and all of that, it, it's like, it would have, it was what was supposed to happen. And so now we have another, and who knows what fuckery happens now this year, you know? And like getting into the weeds a little bit, like, I don't know. I mean, you said you haven't been following it too much, but I just learned that. So Honda made this big stink. There's three engine providers, Honda, Mercedes and Ferrari for the 10 teams. 
And uh, I contextualize it like wrestling. Like, it felt like a lot like wrestling. Like, it did. Max, Max is a heel. He's, like, easy to hate. All, everybody on that Red Bull team sucks. Like, they're either, like, I don't know. Like, Helmut Marco probably was a Hitler youth. Like, they all just, <laughs> they're pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, his dad's a piece of shit. Um, and by proxy, Max is. And, uh, yeah, like, Honda made this big thing about leaving. So they froze the engine development for the other two. Um, to give Red Bull a chance to get, they're going to get new engines in like three years, I think. Oh, really? Um, or new engine formula. And uh, Honda did this fake me out where I think like last week or two weeks ago, they were like, oh no, we're coming back. The triumphant continuation of the tradition of Honda F1. So the engine freeze was, was for nothing. And it's that kind of sport. And like, I get why people don't have a stomach for that, getting up early, watching, you know, rich dudes race around in a circle. I get it. Um, but this season, just seeing so many people get into it. Um, and that day on Twitter, I've never seen so many people tweeting about F1 before at the same time. Yeah. They had a real perfect storm happen with mm -hmm. their ability to be able to still compete during quarantine. Yeah. Um, and then having this amazing season, uh, this very competitive season. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure the excitement's only going to build, you know, for this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, I mean, as long as, as, as long as Lewis can get it. Like I won't be, I will be able to get rid of it or get over it. But Ooh. if, if he just loses a little bit of oomph this year, just 10% right. of oomph from it, from like the gut punch and he can't secure that, that uh, eighth win, it's just going to be so frustrating. It's yeah. just going to, it's just like, it just, you, you changed fucking history. Now <laughs> we're going to be with a butterfly effects, effects situation. Right. Who knows what happens? <laughs> well, Max did say he's like, he's like, I couldn't have done another um, five laps of that. At Abu Dhabi, he was like, it, I could, and he's like, this season took a shit lot, a shitload out of me. Yeah, um, which you know, boohoo, <laughs> but uh, you get paid pretty well to to deal with it, so whatever. But yeah, I'm with you. And I told my friend who just got into it, I was like, if he doesn't win, I mean, every race sounds you know greedy, but yeah, I've there have been seasons where I just haven't watched specifically because he wasn't doing as well. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. like for even for a more casual fan. Um, it's a great sport to just get in and get out with too. Um, it feels like there's less investment than like the mainstream sports here where it might be tied into like where you're from or your family or whatever, um, where you're not punching holes in the walls and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there's not a lot of, I mean, there's not a lot, a lot of longevity when it comes to teams and drivers and all that Ooh. stuff. I mean, the good guys get a, get the spot, but I mean, I've been watching for three years now and I've seen drivers move to like three teams, you yeah, know, like, yeah. It's a it's a revolving uh, door of people that are in and out and sponsors and and everything else. Yep. So it can change a lot. Um, and Valtteri Bottas moving down to Alfa Romeo. Uh, feel bad for that guy. I feel like he got shit on a lot. <laughs> but uh, I George Russell. Um, I I do kind of want to see what he does. I mean, I really wanted to see him uh, give get the opportunity. You know. Yeah, I think he'll come in and, I don't know, he seems like a team orders guy, so when they say get out the way. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, see, see, I'm sorry, you cut off. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, my headphones switched over to turn Bluetooth off. Um, yeah, gotcha. like, the, uh, but there's only so far that goes, because, you know, he's there to win races, too, so that'll be exciting. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Well. Yeah. Um how uh how's your winter been it's been okay recently i had to change uh the tires on my car oh <laughs> i tweeted about this and brian cracked me up because it's like 
getting a new car after decades of just every possible busted ass car issue you could have. I've had like key won't turn into the ignition, break-ins, engines exploding, tire blowouts and shit. I'm like, oh, this is a new car. I'm exempt from that. Right. And, you know, I'm lucky to have it. But yeah, I found a um, screw on my tire and limped it to this place up the street. And the guy was like, uh, we fixed it, but you have two bubbles in your front tire. And I've never had that happen before. And there's yeah. like, uh, this, the city streets are fucked up, of course, like most places. But um, yeah, I, uh, I'm freaking out because I'm like, all right, so each tire for this car that I want to get uh, is like 158 a piece plus like whatever they're going to charge. And I wanted to upgrade the tires eventually because the car like is pretty powerful and they feel like I was sliding around and shit once it got cold. It's yeah. all wheel drive, but yeah, um, I was like, this, this is weird. I don't like this. So they clearly like put cheap tires on there to cost cut. And um, yeah, I uh, basically like I'm lucky enough with my job. We're nonprofit, but we like try to take care of each other as best as we can. And we have like a thing where you can just like take out a little advance and have it deduct from your paycheck over however long okay. you need it to, which, you know, I'd rather not pay that back at all or pay it at all, but Better than nothing. And Better than a credit card. Yeah, I mean, no, I, definitely. I, I put some I put some two thousand dollar repairs on a credit card and then did like the math and was like, that made it like three thousand dollars. Yeah, that's how all pretty much all my credit card debt is dental shit from shit <sighs> like that. Like you have to get this done and you have the worst possible insurance. So go fuck yourself or give us, you know, money like on a credit card at inter- huge interest rate. Yeah. Um but yeah, I got them replaced. It's not an exciting story, but uh definitely feel like grippier. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to when it gets warm. Well, then they also do that thing where they're like, uh, "Oh, well, this one, this one's flat, and those two have a bubble. You got to replace them all at the same time. You can't have yeah. like an odd one out too." They well, did that to me one time. They love doing that kind of shit. And this place, like, <laughs> I've gone to this place, and they've like they've like plugged flats for free and shit. I didn't expect that this time because COVID. I'm sure they're getting hit a little bit, but yeah. Um, I, uh, the guy was like, you know, it's not safe to drive on. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll make that call. Sure. <laughs> I've been to wear my seatbelt. Yeah, exactly. I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> Other people on the road have to worry about it. Um, no, but I looked it up and everything was like, no, you're fucked. If you fucking hit a pothole, which there are tons of around here and this brand attire and this make, it's make a model attire. Um, tons of people just like, yeah, it blew out on the highway. Uh, I'm trying to like, and Bridgestone like isn't doing anything to fix it. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about like the whole Bridgestone Firestone thing from the '90s with the Ford Exploder, yeah, the tires, and I'm just letting those tires like blow up on people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like eating whatever like fines they got and lawsuits and shit instead of replacing them. Yeah, I remember. Um, I had, the, I mean, I used to last time I bought brand new tires was like the before. Before a few years ago, the last time was this Toyota Corolla I had. Mm. So it was like tiny little small tires. Right. When we had the minivan, I went to get those tires replaced. It was the same situation. It's like $150. I was like, oh, that's pretty cheap. I'm like, for all four. And I was like, I'm sorry, for each one. one, I was like, yeah. Oh, God. Well, uh, (laughs) $700. Okay. After all the taxes and fees and all this Mm. other shit gets tacked up. I'm like, oh, my God. How do you? It's impossible. And it's also, this is kind of one of those things, uh, kind of a tires for all situation. Cause like Ooh. you said, like I, um, I do not want to be sharing the road with people that can't afford to have decent tires. Right. Like, I mean, I see, see cars all the time that have ball tires. Like people can't just go out and like, you know, if this happened five years ago, I would have been fucked. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Know, you've just been like, 
it yeah, is what it is. I just got to figure that out. Or like, I'll put a donut on one and like just move it around. <laughs> yeah. um, that would have that would have had to have been the solution. But yeah, I agree. And I thought about like when I was sitting in the shop, I was thinking about like however long ago that was when you were talking about car care for all. Um, and uh, I'm just like a total baby when it comes to biking in the cold. Like some years I'm cool with it. But like most of the time, I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. I did that a lot when I was younger and it just like killed that for me. Um, so I agree. I'm a baby about you. Yeah, um, I also was um, that same Toyota Corolla, like through a rod and just ooh. shit the bed on me. And my dad was like, this thing ain't coming back. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I ride a bike now. I hate cars. Ooh. That thing ran me into the ground. Like, <laughs> I was always paying. So uh, fuck it. I ride a bike now. And I was cool with it. But uh and I still tell people, I still act like, oh, yeah, man, I get out there. You know, I got goggles and everything. Like, I can take down any weather. <laughs> I haven't done it in years. I'm like, as soon as I walk out there, I'm like, fucking nope. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I have, like, all the, like, bike jerk shit, like the overshoes and yeah, tech stuff. But I'm still just like, eh. And I'll ride inside, like, if I need to get the workout or whatever. For sure. Um, but, yeah, it had to be done. So, I... um. But yeah, what Brian said cracked me up because he was like, with the new car, it's like, oh shit, my precious baby. I like scraped the underside of the left side of the bumper like, uh-huh. coming out of my parents' driveway, like the curb. Thought I took the bumper off, looked, didn't see that it was off and was like, all right, fuck it. And then like months later, saw this like white scrape underneath and it's like, okay, it's not perfect. It's just a fucking car. Like it's not perfect anymore. Oh, well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the downfall of a new car is sad. You're like, fuck, I'm like hard on this thing. Like when you get a new car, <laughs> you're like, this thing's a piece of shit. Who's been driving? And it's like, oh, one owner. It's me. Mm-hmm. I'm the piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, my car's doing all right. I'm surprised the Prius is doing good. Have you gotten any stuff done to it in addition to the um, painted hood and the paint and stuff? No, no. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like, uh, there's like an off-roading Prius community. Oh, I had no clue. According to uh, my Instagram ads. Oh, really? How did yeah, you like get a, that? Like a small, I don't know, like a small lift kit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And I, could, I would love to do that. A lot of the trucks out here look so sorry, like, because they have no <laughs> weight distribution. And there's just, and they get pissed and they gun it. And then the mm-hmm. whole thing just fishtails. And they, they look like morons. It just <laughs> looks like. It looks like someone wearing like uh, sandals in the rain. Like yeah, you're just, yeah. you're doing, this is the wrong type of vehicle for this. Yeah. Unless you're going to throw a bunch of stuff in the back. Once I learned about the, um, I forget what the, what the deduction is called, the 517. I'm probably getting that wrong. But the heavy vehicles right off that you can get on your taxes. If your vehicle is over 6,800 pounds, gross weight, what? Up, up to a hundred percent, depending on the weight. So that's why I like a lot of these. I went on like, a, um, saw a video about this and the guy was like go to like a dealership that sells this kind of vehicle a range rover here uh-huh. um right on the fr- one of the front pages uh you can get a tax deduction for purchasing this vehicle because the gross weight's over 6800 or whatever the cutoff is what? that's why these assholes love these lifted fucking they can like classify them as work vehicles or whatever oh i got gotcha. you yeah because yeah. they have an extended cash <laughs> right and they weigh fucking eight million pounds Wow. Yeah, I guess that I that makes sense. Uh-oh. I I mean my um it was so weird how everybody jumped onto that. Just yeah. like my father-in-law was just out of nowhere was like was talking about getting a new car 
he had like a Ford Escape or something before, just a regular mm-hmm. ass get back to work. And he pulls up in this huge <laughs> fucking truck. Like the hood is taller than him. Yeah. And it's just climbing in and out of this thing. And like, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like a pain in the ass if you live in a city or anywhere yeah. near a city. Like if you have to drive on American roads, like this Hummer that's about to come out weighs 10,000 pounds. Jesus Christ. And it's gigantic. And it's electric, so they're getting away with it, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. Like, if you electrify your shit, you can do whatever you want, I guess, and Biden will be cool with it. Yeah. And the press will be cool with it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just can't imagine having to wield that kind of thing in traffic, at least around here. Yeah, and I'm like, um, like I'm doing DoorDash now. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I get like 43 miles per gallon and stuff. Right. I see I see other people doing it in like an SUV and shit, like yeah. just driving around all day in an SUV, <laughs> just burning up that $3 gas. Like it's nothing. I don't, I wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be, I couldn't see it being worth the money if I had to pay, you know, $40, $50 to fill my tank every day. You know, mm-hmm. that takes a couple hours to get that amount, you know, right. to even right. get there to pay for the damn gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, well, uh, let's see what we got here. We got a call right now. We can take some calls, uh, see what people are up to. If you're in the chat, uh, I guess everybody's probably watching the Super Bowl too. Mm-hmm. We're just too cool for school. <laughs> everybody's digging up their Bengals gear. Um, I can't even call them the Bungles anymore because they're in the Super Bowl. I know they did it. So exciting for yeah. some people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do like. I do like. The, I'd like to jump in on a bandwagon at the very last moment. Yeah, the pageantry uh, today. I was watching. Like I watched one of the touchdowns. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this shit. Like <laughs> getting like super excited. Yeah, um, I love um, I everybody's. Sorry, everybody's serving uh, sky. There's a place that's serving skyline chili pizza here I in town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's people <laughs> chugging cans of chili. People drinking beer out of the chili cans. I saw. Yeah, there's also. Yeah. Um, there was some old beer from back in the 80s the last time they were there or something or came mm-hmm. close and some people were drinking that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I was just have never been a sports household. My dad was never really into it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I played uh, for a school. It's private, but we were like ranked 14th in the country, sent guys to the NFL. Like, I fucking hated it. Oh, wow. Um, the guy who was my coach played with Dan Marino and was like independently wealthy. Decent in person, but definitely, like, I don't know. He There was, like, a lot of racial stuff with, like, him bringing black kids into the school. It cost 30 grand a year now. Back then, not so much. Uh-huh. Um, from uh, particularly West Baltimore, who weren't, like, prepared academically. They weren't prepared culturally. And, um, you know, it was kind of like a one-strike-you're-out thing where a white kid could steal a calculator and get a slap on the wrist, but they're out of here back to where they came from. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that went on for, like, a long time after I left in 2003 and eventually the white parents and the trustees and the headmaster like banded together to get rid of this guy and he moved on to take over the school called saint francis not too far from where i live now and uh hbo did a documentary on him uh-huh like last year i think that was i, I couldn't watch it i was just like this is just gonna be like fucking propaganda for white saviorism um because that's all it was but yeah like i my like souring with football goes way back and i guess i was just in denial until maybe six years ago five years ago yeah i get it i mean yeah the system is like it looks bad it's like i mean it's just just you don't have to say anything just what what they're doing looks bad yeah it's like i don't know i i don't know 
I don't know uh, what would wake somebody up to that. I guess besides just like more just hateful attitude, <laughs> just yeah. they don't want him in the school. Um, right, right, right. Uh, and that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an experience with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take this call. Sure. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up? Hey, can you hear? Yeah, how's it going? Hey, hey, it's Adam. Hey, Adam. From, uh, from South Falls. Oh, hey, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey. Oats. Hey, uh, don't talk. Sorry, I was just catching the end of the, the halftime show and it was like really loud, so I didn't hear you guys beat me in. All good. Yeah, yeah. How's the game going uh, so far? What's going on? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's okay. Uh, the Bengals are down for the Ohio update, but uh, this is the first game of football I've watched this year, so I don't really know uh who, who's good or really anything other than joe burrow wears like cool clothes so what's uh, your um, so i was i was what was that what you got any uh super bowl classic uh food items or snacks you like to make or eat um we just we just made some burgers i'm usually a big wings guy uh but you know since since I kind of like, I'm always like, I'm not going to watch it. Cause like I said, I don't really watch football. I'm always like, you know, I'm not going to, not going to watch it. Um, we didn't really prepare. So, um, yeah, I put it on and then we made some burgers, but yeah, big, big wings fan. Uh, wings probably yeah. my favorite, uh, you know, mm-hmm. of the classics. Yeah. I, I haven't had it. I haven't yeah. had it in forever, but uh Buffalo chicken dip is something that I miss terribly oh, <laughs> from yeah. not eating meat. Yeah. That's kind of like a that's kind of like a non classic classic. It's like a reinvention, a modern a modern move. Yeah, it's a way to just really yeah, snack, snack on wings, wing yeah. meat, and uh, cream cheese all day. <laughs> yeah, the dips are always dangerous. Like you'll always just like sit there, uh, and it's like a it's like an endless food. Like you're never quite full, and then you'll realize that you've eaten like a gallon of a blue cheese dip or something. <laughs> yeah, Skyline dip was also pretty popular too. That's where you also just line cream cheese uh, inside of like a baking pan and then pour Skyline on top <laughs> with cheese. <laughs> I mean, Skyline is basically just a sauce, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just beef and sauce. Yeah, I've 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 uh, I've never had the courage to try it. I always see it when I'm driving through Ohio, and I uh, I, I never have the courage to eat eat Skyline chili. It's amazing. It's good. It's a good flavor. I love yeah. it. That's one I do make. Like I got the as soon as the Impossible Burgers came out, I went and ground those things up and made Skyline chili with the mix from the grocery store. Oh, it's good. That, uh, I'm really yeah. no. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say my other thing, I, other food I liked from uh, Super Bowl was strawberry pretzel salad. What is which that? Which is, it's another cream cheese. So basically, like, probably don't like the Super Bowl because of the stomach ache after eating so much cream cheese. Okay, you break up, you break up pretzels, you put them on the bottom of the dish, 
Then you put cream cheese on top of that, and then you mix Jello and strawberries and put it on top of that. Okay. Holy shit! So many layers. Lots of layers. Get hammered yeah. and drink that. I mean, eat that. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I like the seven layer dip. Big, big seven layer dip fan. I, I love, love just digging down. Kind of feel like you know you're 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 accomplishing something when like you when you eat a seven layer dip. You know, because it's like keep uncovering new food items as you dig dig into it with your chips. Yeah, it's like a flavor journey the way it all stays separated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it, 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 it is kind of a bummer not doing the Super Bowl parties as much, you know, as we used to. When I used to cook and when I was like a, when I was a chef, uh, my chef used to throw like an insane Super Bowl party with like all the He'd be out there with the smoker all day and tacos. And it is, it, it, I do miss a bit of that, not kind of participating in the Super Bowl uh, festivities, but you know, it, it's, it's just hard. It's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch football these days. You know, it's just kind of so, it's just so uh, not good <laughs> like for people, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you can say the same, I guess, you know, you guys are talking about F1 and like, you know, there's, there's obviously like kind of, you know, issues, there's issues with every sport. Like that's, you know, that, that, that's just the, but, but football is just like, so on its face, just like very, uh, transactional with human life that it does kind of get difficult to watch <laughs> like, once you uh, yeah. spend too much time I mean, thinking about it. It's tough. I mean, it's similar to me though to the pro to pro wrestling in that way, where like if I if I am worried about yeah. CTE for football, I got to shut down the pro wrestling too. I mean, those guys are on; they barely have any sort of supervision, um, you know, when it comes to what yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, at least most health insurance after a certain point. So there, there is that, I guess, at least. Right. Yeah. Pro pro wrestling. Yeah. That's 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 tough stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's pursuit of greatness, you know, what are you willing to trade? But yeah. also, if you didn't have to do it, would yeah. I mean, probably a lot of people wouldn't unless they exactly. feel like it's the lottery is the reason. Well, like we had always talk about on the show is like the difference between like wanting to do like because obviously playing sports, even football to a certain, a certain extent. Like, people do it because it's fun, right? Like, I mean, it's fun to go shoot hoops with your friends. It's fun to even, you know, I play in, like, a, a league, uh, playing hockey and stuff like that. Like, like, shit's fun. Like, you can't really disagree with that. But, like, the difference is, like, when you professionalize things, it's just, like, your job. Like, it's, like, you know, maybe you like cooking or you like programming computer or whatever. But it's, like, do you really want to, like, be forced to do it every day or else you starve you know it's like that's where like that's just like where it gets like gross is that it's like you know at the super bowl even like that's one thing that's like hard for me when i watch the super bowl is it's like those guys it's like the last game you know it's like the most important thing it, you know half like literally like half of the country is watching this game and like a lot of those guys you can tell are like playing through like stuff that you would stop like if you had any like yeah. if, if you had a real option you would say no i'm fucking done dude like i'm not going i'm yeah. not continuing um, yeah that's what and, uh know, that's, cm punk that's... yeah go ahead go sorry ahead. no no i was just i was just wrapping up yeah 
Oh, I was just saying that CM Punk said something similar in that, like, he'd like, my back hurts, and they would just shoot him up with cortisone until it doesn't hurt, you know? And, like, that's happening in a lot of the back rooms in, in sporting facilities. And if you think about, like, the expectation oh, yeah. that starts at the college level, too, with, like, that's not, like, to your point, uh, that's how that, like, paternalism that you see in the NFL starts with, like, how dare they complain about police brutality, how dare they want protections. Like, I, th I think a story that didn't get a lot of traction, I want to say, maybe because it broke around the election, was um, that the NFL uh, PA stopped using race norming to, like, decide claims for guys who had just gotten done playing, um, which is basically, like, this medical assumption that black people can take on more pain physically than white people. Um, right. And therefore we're going to pay you a hundred thousand versus a million, even though you're debilitated. Um, so yeah, like to my points earlier with like, just not watching it more. A lot of it had to do with like some of the race stuff and like, knowing what I know from coming up around those types yeah. of people. Um, and just not, like at an even higher level, obviously, cause you have billions of dollars on the line. Um, yeah, you yeah. saw the you saw the beginning. The beginning mm -hmm. is like we're gonna pluck you. You live. You live in. You have. There's. You've. There's no hope. You know. You live in a place where we don't provide hope for anything else. You know, any sort of normalcy or structure or safety. Uh, but we'll give you the opportunity. You better not mess up. You know, more than one time, mm -hmm. and then you get filtered to the big time where you're now. Yeah, trading in. Trading in the the ending the the last half of your life like the. How uh, the quality of what, what your life is going to be, you know, once you retire, it's, it's going away. And it's interesting to see players now like saying, I'm not playing anymore because I want to have like a future, <laughs> like physically, yeah. mentally. And um, yeah, can, can you take, can you yeah. roll a few million into a good, mm -hmm. fast, casual restaurant and right, do right. that instead of fucking <laughs> playing for five more years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a, uh, a great financial decision uh, most of the time, I would say. Uh, you know, I mean, and that, and that, that's even the thing is, like, like you're saying, is it's, like, it's super fucked up because, like, I, I remember, like, a really early uh, show, even before we were on Means, it was, like, part of the podcast. We were talking to uh, uh, my old, my host, Maurice's mom, who's a social worker in Chicago. She worked in a school uh, in one of the one of the high schools uh, that, that's really well known for basketball in, in Chicago. And, you know, they would have kids that were not performing well academically or having behavioral problems or just general mental health issues. And as a social worker, she had to make the decision to try and kind of paper over those, maybe not offer the kind of professional help that she would have in a normal situation because the best choice was for guys who had like a real shot at the NBA was to be like, okay, like let's lie about these things and say that they're not really there. So they get into college and then college can keep pushing them along until they get in the NBA. And then they will be like, this is just the best thing materially and probably for their like long-term success. But it's like, you know, for, you know, we know that one of the guys she was talking about went to the NBA, but like how many other guys didn't and now have like, they basically have been spending their entire lives being refined into this like professional sports product. And now, now we have no use for them. Like, and, and they haven't been prepared for anything else in their lives. And in fact, like many of the problems 
like have just been the can has been kicked down the road so far. Now they have to deal with these problems at like 23 instead of like back when you know they were 13 or whatever. So it, it's just like you know, I mean, the, the professionalization of sports just leads to like this industrial complex that like literally refines mostly you know disenfranchised my, racial minorities in the United States uh, in, into like just sports products and you know. We all enjoy it on the TV and some of these guys become, you know, greats and legends and we all love them. And even those guys though, you know, I mean, they spend, they spend most of their lives after football or after basketball or after whatever, like in constant fucking pain all the time. Like, uh, you know, I mean, there's a reason why all these NFL players are like, yeah, I would not let my fucking kids play uh play football like what are you insane like absolutely not <laughs> like so yeah it, it's it's it it is it, you know it, it does make sports a little bit harder to enjoy on tv i say as i'm enjoying sports on tv um you know so it's just it's, it's a lot to balance like a lot of things in this life <laughs> you know it's right, a, right. We're, we're kind of at the mercy of capitalism like kind of controlling our lives and, and it, it just sucks because it corrupts things that are, that can be enjoyable, like about our culture, you know I mean? It, it does the same thing to art. It does the same thing to like lots of other media. It does a lot of, you know, like I mentioned cooking and, you know, it just dominates like our lives and perverts like the things that we enjoy into, uh, you know, kind of consuming us. You're muted, Brett. For sure. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. I was coughing. Uh, Are you guys yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I know. It, 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 it's, it's challenging. Um, but uh, how was the halftime show? Oh, the halftime show was fucking awesome. It was, uh, okay. I mean, I'm sure you could have guessed it. That was really the reason we went and my wife and I just went and saw the new Jackass movie, which you want to talk about guys giving up their bodies for our entertainment. But, uh, <laughs> um, I was kind of trying to time it to come back for the halftime show because I was like, well, halftime show is going to kick ass. Uh, and so it definitely you moved uh, from was sports good. fan to halftime show fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking that. I was like, I'm like, I've become the guy who like watches the Super Bowl <laughs> for the commercials and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was literally, honestly, I was like, well, I want to watch, I want to catch a few things so I can tweet about them and stuff, you know? Like, I mean, you know, I got to get, get on the, the you know the commercial memes and and the, the halftime show. Yeah, you're no longer the three guys sitting on the couch with their uh, elbows on their knees. Uh, <laughs> watch the whole game. No, no. <laughs> no. All right, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I, I hadn't called in for a while, so I figured I would since I'm just sitting on the couch here. So we appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Where can uh where where are you at online? People want to see. Are you still crappy oats? Uh well now I'm crappyist oats. Uh okay. I was crappy oats, then I was crappier oats. Um and now I'm crappyest oats. So C R A P P I E S T oats. So Awesome. Yeah, you can find me there. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about your awesome cars, too. You got to call back and talk about your fucking cars. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, my uh, 
I, I, I am doing, uh, I'll call, uh, in a few months I'm doing, uh, there's a great, uh, motorsports group called out motorsports. It's like a LGBTQ kind of, uh, motor enthusiast thing. And they're doing like a big time trial race, uh, up in West Virginia in May. So I'm taking a Miata out. I'm going to try and, uh, try and try and do my best and take home a cup, you know, hopefully if everything goes wow. well, if go. not, out of fun. So yeah, I'll definitely, uh, I'll, I'll call in and let you guys know about that. Cause that'll be, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Peace, awesome. man. Have a good one. Cool. Yep. Later guys. Take it easy. Man, Miata um, is always the answer. You think so? I mean, me M I A T A. You know, <laughs> oh, I literally just I, read, I know I just read an article where a guy was like, "It is," and I'm tired of pretending it's not. Basically, yeah. Um, I almost My, got one because I have a Mazda three. Okay. Um, but yeah, just not. Uh, I, I need to be able to take my bike around, get groceries and stuff. It just it wouldn't work. Yeah, it's a fun car, toy car, whatever. Mm-hmm. My 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 friend who was the biggest car guy like he's the one that got me into it he read car and driver every single month brought it to school like put it inside the book and all that stuff <laughs> he had like an old porsche 944 uh mm. and 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 shit so many other good cars mm. uh he a couple years ago got a miata and he's like it's the best thing ever he's like it's it's like slow as fuck he's like but it feels so, it's so fun to drive the handling is good and he's like and the parts are cheap as hell and like you can and readily available. He's like, it's, it's, it's a, a breeze as far as like cars go. Cause yeah, I mean, I, I'm not out there. I'm not going to put in the work to like hit the track to figure right. out how to take corners and stuff. I need like a little bit of a, I don't know, like a, a, a beginner level car mm-hmm. or intermediate. I, um, I was like, Oh, so I have a feeling I'm going to put a prediction out there that whenever the new one comes out, the prices for all the older ones, especially the ones from the nineties are going to skyrocket. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's happening with, with like, especially collector's cars right now. Yeah. And like when we were kids, like yeah. people paying a hundred grand for Integra's and shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or bring a trailer. Um, I feel like this, they're about to hybridize the Miata. Um, just cause they're going to have to, cause of emission stuff. And I feel like the purists aren't going to like a uh, part electric Miata at all, even though it might be incredible. Yeah, It'll likely be incredible. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I kind of just like watching some of the cars that I've seen, like the prices. Uh, I used to drive. So my old job, rich dude, Harvard educated, um, ran this healthcare business that uh, I got through knowing his son, and um, he used to have company cars. Probably still does. And at first, it was like old Jeeps and Land Cruisers that he owned because he has like all these cars and houses and shit. And I remember mm-hmm. like for a few years driving those 90s land cruisers that he owned that had like 300 something thousand miles on them pouring power steering fluid in them every day <laughs> uh, but they're going for like 80 grand jesus christ like at auctions and stuff and it's just like rich dicks with nothing better to do with their money apparently um yeah i do feel like that's gonna start happening with some of these cars that are coming out recently yeah it's it's yeah people go back and buy stuff that they remember from when they were younger Mm. and then i think also some of that stimulus money i think a lot of people dumped it into toys and shit like that too or it was a little extra bonus for them to (laughs) finally make the purchase yeah yeah i mean my dude used to have a toyota mr2 twin turbo that was Mm -hmm. so fucking hardcore uh and 
my other friend did have an Integra. I did see that. I did see uh, some of those. Uh, it's wild. Um, I have a, let me see here. we got one more call to go. Um, let me ask it. Let me bring up an off the wall topic just because sure. it was weird. Somebody, somebody messaged me about it. Somebody Ooh. messaged me and asked if we supported the uh, Canadian truckers. Oh. <laughs> and I just don't know why. I don't think Jesus we ever Christ. given that off or I don't know how they would think that. Right. Um, but it got me thinking that like when we started the show, Oh. there was all kinds of truckers that were like threatening to like surround Washington and stuff, you know, and take oh. over the outer belt and they've yeah. never been able to do it. Uh, so I am surprised that the Canadians got together and have been able to, uh, to cause a ruckus over this. Yeah. I've like, I've been paying attention to it for the last few weeks. And personally, I assume probably cause I'm an American and you know, it's Canada that Ottawa was like, cause Baltimore is like 500, 600,000 people. It feels smaller sometimes uh, but it's like about that size there's like nine hundred thousand people in ottawa um, oh yeah that's so a decent sized city it's yeah capital um but yeah like uh that I, i've only been seeing that like these guys are working class they're out here for us i've, been, I've only been seeing that like these last few days um and yeah i don't know what that I, I guess we just have like you know there is no left officially here so like we kind of latch on to stuff without like proper analysis and i don't think you need to read a million books to understand that like small business tyrants who make you know 900 grand a year <laughs> and own their own rigs like probably aren't on the same level as us um or like have the same politics as us and i think like the other thing that i learned just from being way too online is uh the majority of truckers there are south asian um you know there's an underclass of people who are immigrants yeah. who you know work in the, work these jobs there's like tireless hours don't get paid right um and a lot of them got blocked and there were videos of them like begging to be let through because that some of them needed meds like they were hungry or tired um and yeah just like to equate it's i mean it's not exactly the same but it's kind of like the hesitance um with the uh like when gilet jaune was happening in paris Anybody who said anything along the lines of like, you know, Islamophobia is huge in France. Nationalism is, you know, resurgent again. Mm -hmm. um, and to like ascribe any of that to those, the yellow vest was like unacceptable to some people. Because um, sure. all they saw was them like tearing shit up and bulldozing the, the uh, finance ministry and shit like that. Right. You know? Without, yeah, understanding, yeah, the, what's, what the, proud of the country proud of the people that are proud of their country but like because you didn't you didn't do shit for right. it like you didn't do shit just like get born in it right and so yeah that's always a red flag for me people were proud mm. of shit that they never did they or can. never never worked on. especially being proud of a place like france or america that have committed like some of the most horrific acts and continue to in the history of the world it's kind of i mean i don't i don't expect the average person or most people to think that deeply if they're on that wave but um yeah i don't i've mostly been paying attention to it because i'm like they can't wait to do that kind of shit here um right there was an incident uh surrounding that stuff where like they posted up in front of an apartment building and have been like terrorizing the residents like the whole weekend or whatever and uh two of them got in and they're on camera so you know who knows but they got in they like b brought in a bunch of um fire starter logs okay and just like lit them in the lobby uh, and, the then, and then tape the doors shut so people couldn't get out and like some random person just like happened to see this and like broke the glass to get in to put the fire out 
Holy shit. Yeah. It was like a pretty, I mean, with that much accelerant, I think it could have gotten bad. And it was like, I think it was an older building. So it was wood paneling everywhere. Um, so yeah, that kind of shit. I'm just like, you know, I, I keep an eye on it. Cause it's like, again, like in every major city in this country, there's an element waiting to do some shit like that. Um, it's true. You know, so we can't like let our guard down with that, which just is, is life. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, them being, them being uh, street fighters up there. I don't, I don't know about all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> I didn't believe. I mean, I had read about it too, and there's like so many like fucking white power people involved yeah, in like organizing and everything. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, what am I missing? There's something. <laughs> probably they're probably just trying to. I'm sure they. We get this from time to time where we get like some right wing person that's like, oh, so you think unions are the only way to that we should organize a workplace or. And then they are like, well, I work for a union and I, and they don't do shit for me. Like Republicans that are in unions, those people come at us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, we, we, we love to say that shit sucks. So whatever you Mm -hmm. say sucks, I probably agree. (laughs) But like, we got to find the other stuff to agree on too. You got to start agreeing with me a little bit. Right. (laughs) And you might've had a shitty union. Let's try to make it better, man. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, I mean, we want something way more drastic than a union, but sure, yeah. that's like a good way to start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, we're talking to Dave from Seattle. How you doing over there? How's it going? Doing well. Uh, I'm just chilling here. I didn't watch the uh, not watching the Super Bowl, even though I'm from Cincinnati. Uh, what? Didn't feel like it today, and. <laughs> Yeah, shit. I did an eighty-mile road ride yesterday. I planted trees today, so in a park. So it was like, fuck it. I just came home, took a nap, eating some dinner. Don't have a TV, so the hell. Sounds good. Living life. Mm-hmm. Life without football. Yeah. <laughs> Peaceful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mostly. Yeah. It's too boring. <laughs> I'm not really into it. I like watching soccer. Hmm. Never, I never got soccer. I might, I, there's lots of people. A lot of my friends are into it, but never been into it. Well, the thing is, if you go to the game, it's a reliable two hours. And if you watch it, there's no commercials except at the half. Right. Sure. And so it's great. Okay. You know, and it, it just keep, it keeps moving. Unless somebody gets really injured, the game never stops. Ooh. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, I I do remember because Columbus Crew was like the first MLS stadium to be built or something, soccer stadium in America or some shit. So we went a couple times, uh, and uh, it it is fun to see in person. Yeah. So I just thought I'd call and kind of update y'all. I I called a couple times before, but we had an election, you know, local election this year. We have these stupid odd-year elections. And we got a shitty mayor, a shitty city attorney, and a shitty council person out of it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing homeless sweeps with less than 24 hours notice. And, uh, you know, uh, the shelters are full. There's not enough housing. There's nowhere for these people to go. Uh, so it's... It's pretty fucked up. They just kind of move them around from one place to another on like a wheel of torture instead of wheel of fortune. 
Yeah. No, I mean, that, we've had similar uh, situations here, too. Um, there's groups that were documenting uh, camps getting taken down and trying to offer some resistance, but, like, you know what the police are going to do about that. Um, and, uh, and, I mean, I've seen the amount of people uh, flying a sign uh, near my exit. So it's like has increased so much. Um, it's, and it's not being discussed by anybody. They're talking about like Columbus is just always building new playgrounds for people, just new barcades and new rooftop bars and mostly just bars and restaurants. And, uh, then the, the, the expensive ass condos underneath them. Uh, yeah. I mean, our, our city's failing us too. Our city uh, is in a similar yeah, situation. No. Um, we uh, got a new mayor who's young and from here, so that fooled people into thinking that he was different from all the robots from the political machines that have come up. Like, we've had three mayors indicted in the last 15 years or so. Wow. Um, the last one was indicted for, like, selling children's books, using, like, weird, like, shady stuff. There was shady stuff going on with, like, a university here not to get into it too much but yeah our city council president is married to our state's attorney and they're both under federal investigation oh, right yeah. now <laughs> yeah it's just and they're friends with the mayor so he never says anything about the fact i was going to wait to bring this up um but she's a piece of shit i can say that uh confidently um i encourage everybody outside baltimore to look up keith davis jr um there's a hashtag free keith davis jr uh, he is, I think, one of only two people to ever be. He's about to be tried for the fifth time for the same uh, charge. Wow. Um, he was the first person to be shot by the police after Freddie Gray was murdered. And, uh, yeah, he was in a parking garage. A man was killed. The police found him. Uh, he did not commit this murder. Cops shot him a bunch of times. He was hospitalized, and he's been in jail ever since. Um, oh and God. Marilyn Mosby, our state's attorney, has been like, I mean, it's nothing short of a vendetta where she's just been prosecuting this guy um, over and over again. Uh, there's been all kinds of prosecutorial malfeasance, um, all kinds of like fuckery with the evidence and video and stuff from the garage where this happened. Uh, but there's like a huge network of people um, surrounding Keith and Kelly, his wife and their kids, just like trying to lift them up. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, and on top of it, these people are like maybe going to go to jail, which, you know, as an abolitionist, I don't wish that on them. It's not going to fix anything. Them getting locked up. Um, but to have like and it's the same situation here, like what you're talking about with the, the sweeps and stuff. We're just like it's not it's not discussed in the channels. It should be our our mayor literally told us to get our asses on the streets uh, last week or two weeks ago. Um, like we're not like we haven't been on the streets. Uh, some of us longer than he's been alive. Um so, yeah, it's really like these Democratic, especially mayors, and don't let them be black because that does try to trick people into thinking they're down, um, you know, for the fight or whatever. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, our mayor is um, half black, half uh, Korean. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, I've heard a, a, a black friend of, friend of mine made a similar comment um, about it and, and how he's going to be able to get away with a bunch of shit. And he hired his niece as some kind of deputy, ma deputy mayor for some goddamn thing or another. Now, you know, his niece is not Ivanka Trump, uh, and she's competent, but still, it's pretty lame. And he, he's, uh, <clears throat> he has a partner, a woman. Uh, they're not married. 
and he spends most of the time at her place across the lake in Bellevue. And Oof. so what that also means is that because they're not married, she doesn't have to submit a financial disclosure form. And that was true for a former mayor, um, uh, the, the, the woman that she was with, I had been with for years. They were, they were, they never got married. And, and she, uh, she, her, her wife is, you know, very wealthy, but never had to disclose any of the, uh, their finances or her finances. So pretty kind of underhanded, sleazy, um, just kind of ridiculous. Fortunately, we got Shama Sawant ready to call bullshit at every turn. I mean, every turn, every time, uh, there's some big demonstration at Starbucks on the 18th. I want to know when the hell is it? Anyway, some morning this week at the Starbucks headquarters, I can't go to it because I work. I'm working at that time. But yeah, so uh, Swan's all over the Starbucks thing. It's great. I think I think the nationwide they're up to 70 stores right now. So that's really super cool. Yeah, I just need to see happen, um, especially at a place like that, and it kind of puts the pressure on them because they do try to, to be good stewardship or whatever, pretend like they're global citizens or some shit. So um, I think it's good to put the screws on them and I, and I hope it comes through. Cause I know so many, and I mean, they charge so much for that fucking, for that coffee anyways. And they're the amount of it that they sell, like in DC, there was literally ones that were across the street from each other. It's insane. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I hardly ever buy from them. I don't understand the whole concept, but they make shitloads of money and people are willing. You could, you could just take money from people like five bucks at a time and it's no big deal. I guess they never notice. Yeah. Like every time you leave the house, you got to grab one and <laughs> grab a bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of well, crazy. Uh, so, think- so yeah, that's what's going down here. It's um, they're trying to they're building some housing, but it's not nearly enough. And we have problems with NIMBYs, of course. And there was a meeting. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't go, but I read a report. The homeless hate was flowing. It was some community meet, neighborhood meeting with the city council person, where the city council person had to remind that. that the the attendees that yes homeless people are human too so you know it's pretty bad yeah we're, it's going to be a reckoning i don't know eventually maybe i hope so we have to we have to deal with this in a different way um uh i don't know if i, I don't know if millennials i don't know if we if enough of us don't care or get apathetic to that point i don't know if we can hold strong to it i don't know if gen z sells out but it is becoming like it's hard to deny that um, a lot of these like young hopeful people. It's it's more like the person that be, can get in these positions of power have to just be a certain type of person. It's Ooh. it's like to do a certain function. It's not a matter of imposing your will on anything. It's a matter of you know ri- rising through the ranks. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that. Oh, I gotta go. No, go ahead. Um, got dinner. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, yeah. I got to go. I got dinner uh, on the stove. Uh, 
I just want to say I'm part of the mutual aid group, uh, Transit Riders Union here. That's Riders Union, not drivers. Riders as the people who sit on the bus. Uh, we have a mutual aid group. Uh, we got some money from the county. Uh, well, supposedly you haven't seen it yet, but we support two camps in Ballard. And uh, we go out there every Sunday. Now, I, I had to skip today, but somebody makes a home-cooked meal and, you know, people bring different stuff and, uh, like uh, harm reduction kits, and I always bring some fruit and, you know, cookies. And one of my cousins made cookies that I brought. And so, yeah, we just try to, you know, treat them, treat them like human beings, not make them have to sit through some ear bashing at a religious place and whatever. So we're uh -huh. just, you know, and uh, if we got money, we fill requests for tents or shoes and clothes or whatever else. Where where do we send? Where do we uh, oh, where can we send the money or websites uh, or whatever that is? Transitriders.org. Yeah, transitriders.org. There should be something on the website for the solidarity fund. So yeah, I hate to ask people for money, but um, you know, uh, five bucks it, it'd, it'd be great if people can contribute. But uh, like I said, we're supposed to get seventy grand from the county, but we haven't really quite. Don't quite have the money in hand yet. So, okay, sounds good. Transitriders.org. Yeah, that's us. Cool. We do a appreciate whole bunch it. Of other stuff. Maybe I'll get into it in another call. So, all right. Yeah, talk yeah. To you later. Please call back. Oh Please. yeah, Trillbillies, man. I lo I love the fucking Trillbillies. I just started listening to them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're good guys uh, and gal. Uh, yeah. Lots of fun. They're funnier than shit. All right. Later. Peace. Bye bye. Yeah, I was. I just remembered out of nowhere. You're talking about like people around our age and older. Did you see that mayor in November who resigned down in Florida? No. During, like a t city council meeting. He was like 30. I think his name is Matthew Pickett. Um, can't remember what city in Florida it was, but yeah, he like got on the mic and was like, "This isn't a job for me. This isn't what I thought it was." I can't do any real work in this position and no one should think that they can peace and just like dip and like no one knew like what to do. Yeah. Uh, he was like, make sure you get this down in a minute and make it official that I'm resigned. I'm tendering my resignation right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So more of that maybe because like when I think Brandon Scott's our mayor's name, like this guy was making playlists and, you know, getting his hair cut all funky and people were falling for that shit because like, I don't know what else are we going to do? Most of us, um, yeah. you know, so yeah. I can't begrudge people too much, but yet yeah, it did feel like, like our last mayor was an older black woman who clearly was in it for the grift. Um, and we have this thing where like the city council president becomes the mayor. It was like a pipeline almost. And oh, then okay. like a couple of years later, just in the elections, cause like when Republicans run here, like they get no votes. So Democrats just have to like primary all the other Democrats and they win basically. Okay. Um, but uh yeah like all the lip service around um uh, trauma informed this and that and equity like can't hear those words from these people anymore quite frankly yeah because uh, it's you're not really trauma informed when you're giving the cops 38 million dollars more than they got last year or the year before um, yeah 
It's that R- yeah. REI podcast. We got that REI podcast. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah. thing is uh, <clears throat> it was like, I mean, they can just say the stuff. And mm-hmm. for people that don't care about, you know, what, what this actually means or about transformative justice or, or changing society in a real way, mm-hmm. it does sound good to be like, oh, yes, we need we need to know everyone's attachment types so we can deal with them properly. Right. <laughs> we need to, uh, yeah, we need to, uh, to be honoring, you know, allies as well as the rest of the queer community you know it's just <laughs> it just they just mutate everything into something that's that just doesn't work yeah and i i mean i i kind of want to thank them because they make my job as a killjoy a lot easier just <laughs> for like, sure i don't i have no problem shitting on that stuff and then trying to do a good job of like highlighting what we're getting right um because yeah it's just it's so egregious and when he was mentioning starbucks i was thinking about rei because i haven't listened to that podcast but i saw some of the transcript Uh like that like i I guess i only really paid attention to it from bike companies but when like the protests were happening in 2020 these outdoor companies were like falling all over themselves to prove that you know they weren't racist they weren't transphobic they weren't misogynist they weren't classist um and it rang hollow as shit. They put like more women and black people in their ads and stuff. Yeah. Like guys um, and issue statements and shit. And then like come 2021, basically all this out the window. And, and th- I mean, this is where, this is why the, you can poke holes in all this shit is that they, um, you know, they're the diversity officer is there on the, on the podcast with the CEO and it's, Jesus they're Christ. talking about, um, they're talking about, uh, unions and it's like that unions affect black people and queer people like there's like if you're you say that you fight for all of these causes like this union would benefit the people you know that you were posting instagram stuff about like um you know it's not just a matter of saying the right things like you're supposed to actually believe this stuff thoroughly like you need to have some roots here on on why exactly you you care about people and all of this you know Mm -hmm. or it's uh it's it's just it's other than that it's just as extremely like selfish or just trying to get ahead there's friends of mine that i have that are like way like we started doing street fight forever ago and a lot of our friends thought we were pretty pretty wild and pretty out there and they would argue with us a lot but you know some of them have as like things have moved on from occupy to you know george floyd last year uh those protests, like they've come to, to see like the the whole thing is, is racist. The whole thing is corrupt. And like, mm-hmm. and then there's other ones that are just doing the whole, like, you know, I take my kid to drag queen library stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't send my kid to, uh, I don't, they don't do any activities that have any diversity or anything like that. But, you know, they read books about, you know, they read children's books <laughs> about black black kids or they have a black Barbie, but you know, don't go to a school. They live in a completely secluded white suburb, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, I don't see like the dedication there. I don't see like the, the living, what you say you believe, you know, it's besides just showing off to other people like, Oh, I think the right thing too. You know, the, uh, I wish I could like give a presentation right now on like not the other side, but a connected side to that with like going back to Marilyn Mosby, our state's attorney here. Um, you know, she's got two terms under her belt at this point. And when the uh, indictment, the federal indictment dropped, uh, NAACP, all these <clears throat> black activists and journalists and politicians like circled the wagons around her. And like her national profile is 
basically built on the lie that she stopped prosecuting people for weed like her office did um, oh yeah i think i remember that yeah that like took off and every once in a while I'll see some like talk she gives or you know baltimore twitter just explodes every time like somebody from the nation or the atlantic like starts praising her and saying all the all the uh, prospect like, her office has like uh 80 percent held without bail rate for people oh being tried <laughs> yeah and uh, Baltimore Court Watch on Twitter, like, will do the bail review, the live tweet, the bail reviews and the hearings and stuff. And um, yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. And charging kids as adults is like a big thing for her. Um, so, yeah, like all that to say the performative shit is easy to call out, but it's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. um, you know, ultimately uh, to our chagrin. So, yeah, it's just like as much point. as. Yeah, I mean, as much as I would love to. And I, I like, I try to be, I think before maybe like 2015, like Ferguson, the shit here with Freddie Gray's murder. Uh-huh. Um, and a little bit after, like when Trump got elected, I think I was kind of like more interested in coddling people's feelings because how could they know any better when they've been indoctrinated in the system? Right. But now I just, I don't have time for that shit. Like, they can handle it. Yeah, they can handle it. Yeah, um, I mean, that's yeah, people you- I'm talking about. Right. You know, yeah. somebody, you're right. I mean, I, I don't mind pointing stuff out either. I'm not even mm. trying to start a fight with something or like prove I'm mm. better. I'm just like, I mean, for the record, you should <laughs> look that up, right. you know, whatever <laughs> it is. The history of this shit's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, thanks for doing the show. I appreciate it as always. Yeah, uh, no problem, the Super Bowl, I think, took everybody's attention today, but thank mm. you to our two callers. Appreciate <laughs> it as always. Uh, to hear from you uh brian and i will be back on wednesday night for street fight uh starting around 6 p.m eastern standard time you can watch us on twitch.tv slash street fight radio and uh, you can find us on all the social media we're street fight wcrs uh you can find kasai thick puppy t-h-i-c-c underscore p-u-p-p-i-e on instagram and twitter uh anything else you want to plug uh kasai.substack.com i'm about to like become the anti maddie iglesias on there and like actually start writing sensical shit okay i love (laughs) that you know uh just trying to double down with committing to that in the next few weeks months so okay be happy to read that kasai.substack.com uh appreciate it and um oh i'm already subscribed to this i forgot Mm -hmm. i've been subscribed to this um uh, we will see you on Wednesday. Join the Patreon. Uh, new merch is on the way, including some pins and stickers and stuff. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Well, he was a sax man from the state of Tennessee. First set in with the band at the rap old age of three weeks old.
Alright sex man, that's my fault, I put you on the spot But now you're all warmed up for this next one's gonna be hot Kick it sex man Okay, why don't we have a little inspiration now? You know this game, Sax Man. Repeat after me, here we go. And shoot a bop bop boot up bop bop.